Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas, and with me always, my dear buddy, my podcast husband, the one and only Durok Jarsinger. Hello, Benjamin. How are you today? Oh, oh. <laughs> Damn, I wanted to join in, and I realized I can't. Well, here's the thing: it was such an ambiguous accent. You really could go anywhere. There's no, oh, no one can. What, what, what accent is that meant to be? Uh, it's a good point. And if it's ambiguous, then surely people can't judge. But then in saying that, I have just spent uh, I, I spent uh, four days on a comedy cruise uh, with the great uh, comedian Hung Lee. And there's a lot of stuff that he does that I can't do. <laughs> so. Yeah, his name is Hung Lee and he's from Vietnam. So there's no surprise there. So, yeah, um, no, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I was with a friend of the show, Harley Breen. I got to spend four days uh, with fellow dad, Harley Breen. Which Amazing. was a lot of fun, and uh, but yeah, no, it was one of those ones where I hadn't done one since before COVID, so it was uh, it was uh, nice to be back really? on the boat. Yes, um, wasn't there one that we nearly uh, synced up and we were going to be on the boat together? Yeah, and then, that was pre-COVID. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and then I, I was never able to do it. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. Uh, we yeah. just speak to Kelly who books it and try and get. Us both and do it. And, and on that boat, Dillard, you'd be happy to know there was a Fitbit listener. So, <laughs> so it was nice to uh, see them at the buffet and go, Oh, what have you got on your plate, bud? I was <laughs> uh, like, Yes, these healthy organic uh, pancakes with the Nutella. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> yeah, organic Nutella. Um, the How was your food consumption on the boat? It was actually okay. You know what I love though, which I got made fun of most of the time, is because I was on the boat with um, heavy drinkers. I think I drank more water in over the four days period than I ever had before. Because I had two things with me. I had both my Yetis with me at all times. One with water, one with black coffee. And then pretty much throughout the night, everywhere I was like, oh, do you want to get a beer? And I just fill up with the water. And it's funny because then when you get the bill at the end, which, you know, because you've got like this pass and then it's just attached to your credit card. I think the other fellow can well, explain, explain that to people. So when you go on a cruise, you uh, have this pass that you wear around your neck. And every time you uh, uh, buy something, you scan the pass and the bill yeah, goes. Yes, so it basically works like a temporary credit card. You put some money on it and you yep. don't, that way you don't have to carry cash or your debit card or whatever. If you don't have to carry anything. Whatever. You just carry that card and you tap and you basically they swipe it and they add it to your bill. The, the some of the drawbacks of that is that parents didn't realize when they gave it to their kids, um, <laughs> they would go to the uh, the arcade and it's just two dollars or whatever to play games and they just kept tapping and playing games because yeah. the parents are fucking great. We'll just be at the bar getting smashed. The kids are at the arcade, no big deal. And then they come back and realize the kids have spent fucking five hundred dollars <laughs> in three hours. 500 basketballs on that game where you just shoot hoops. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm actually, I'm surprisingly good at that because, and I say surprisingly because I've never played basketball. I'm really shit or whatever. I've never even tried. Oh, no, that, hang on a second. I just remembered. I did play some basketball back in school and we had to do like to start warm up. We had to run around the ground like 400 meters. And I was like, nah, it's too much effort. And I just stopped going back. <laughs> It's, it's funny because I, I really like that one because I did play so much basketball. Yeah. But I think it has the opposite effect. I'm no good at it. <laughs> right, because you've got too much like knowledge of yeah, the field. Yeah, and, like, and you push it too far and then you just get really, really frustrated. I think I, For me, I, I think it's the beer pong skills that I used to have in my drinking days. I think it's the same trajectory of yeah, understanding. I'm, I missed all that. I loved all those 
those drinking. I used to play them when I used to be a bar manager at the hostel, but because I was running them all the time, I never really actually ever got to play them. Yeah, wow. Okay. What's see my beer pong when beer pong came into my life? It, <laughs> it made me it changed me as a person because I remember being introduced to it in 2004, right? When I first started drinking back in first year uni by these American exchange students and I was like this game sucks because you barely get drunk and blah blah blah. Come 20 2008 or so it became competitive and to the extent where i had like from costco it's the only place you could get these plastic red cups red you, cup, yeah. yeah and uh i had to ask my accounting boss who had a uh um, membership at costco I'm like next time you're going can you please buy me one of these and i got these um i think 60 of them and so i was the go-to guy for for that and man it was Fuck, man, it was so much fun. Literally, we had a the old rickety house that I used to live in before moving to the apartment that I'm in now. Before, before basically, I could afford anything other than grog. Um, I used to live in this really shanty kind of house. It was four of us, four dudes. You know, where uh, was it? In uh, in it come came under West Melbourne, which is effectively oh, yeah. right near the Comics Lounge. So. Yeah. At, because you know this, right? As soon as I decided I want to become a stand-up, I was like, "Where's comedy? It's near the it's comics lounge. It's got comedy." So I moved to the street behind it, and, and then um, so that way I could get to go see comedy every night. And then once that lease went up, I just found a place around the corner. Anyway, the point is that we would just have this huge back driveway, and it was such a rundown place to the extent that the the one of the guys' bedroom was below the toilet above. And somehow they'd been leaking through the piping or whatever that the ceiling, not 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 Dunny water, but just like old pipes, that the ceiling bits of it fell and crashed on him and it nearly killed his dog. Like that's how rough the living situation was. Um, anyway, but what what got us through it is we'd get fucking maggot every night. I'd come up to my accounting <laughs> job. The desk would be set up for the table would be set up for beer pong and we play beer pong all day, all night, all, all night rather than wake up and go into accounting again. So they're not my best years, but they definitely had some some good times. They're, they're great. Like even like because if you think about like, I mean, I live down, you know, I still live in a pretty rundown rental at the moment. But then like I had the same thing. I, I Yo, a... Sorry, it's not like it's old, but it's not rundown. There aren't things falling on your children's head. No, not in their room. <laughs> but I had one share house, which was like, it just became a share house that all our friends like sort of lived. So we've all like, I think the tally was that end up 12 of us end up over a 10 year period actually lived there. And then friends of friends. And I remember when I was like one of the last ones to live in it. And it was a similar thing as your story. It was like, it was run down. And then when I moved out, uh, this Italian bloke moved in and moved the uh, like moved the furniture around, and then this massive like huge chunk of the ceiling fell down. But it landed. It didn't land. Landed on his chair. But it, it, if I'd lived there for like two months earlier, it would have landed on my head and killed me. Same thing. It was like oh it was my just God. absolutely. And I remember like my friend Jay took a photo and sent it to me, and she's like, "You are so lucky," uh, you know. And I was like, and I, and I think it was because I think about that chair house, and that was like where I think I quit no i was still working full-time and then doing full-time comedy so i was just burning the candle at both ends so it was just like drinking at night and then working through the day and doing comedy and then in the end i was like i just don't don't i feel so lucky that i was like oh, no, i know i gotta pull pull my shit together and maybe you know and then i eventually yeah quit quit my full-time job 
and then uh, landed the sketch show and the rest is history. And, um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's so weird because I was really late to the share house. The only other time I lived in the share house was in, in Holland when I was 18. And the rest of the time I've either lived on my own, but there was like a period of like one and a half years where I lived in the share house, which was fun. Don't get me wrong. Still friends uh, with these uh, people, but it's, yeah, it's such a, yeah, it uh, makes me feel old thinking about the share house. Days. So when, Two questions. First was you said that so until you got open slather, you were doing still working part time or working in your uh, No, yeah. Job? So when I when I when I landed a TV show, I quit my full time job. So open slather, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So I was sure. and so and before that, when did you and when did you and Maya finally um uh sleep together? No, uh <laughs> <laughs> In the literal sense, when were you guys moved in together? We moved in together, I think. Well, we moved in together and then moved out. So we had a bit of a break. Uh, and then we didn't live together for uh, about nearly two years. And so when we were on a break, we lived together and then we didn't live together. And then we moved back in, in I guess, I think it was maybe 2012. So, what? yeah. So, so you've been in this house since nearly over 10 years now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over, yeah, nearly over ten years. So, so your um, children were conceived and birthed in that house. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nice. But you know, Teo was born in this house. I caught him yeah. in the bathroom. So, yeah. for people who don't know, I uh, we attempted a home birth, Minky. We had to go to hospital. It's just part of the protocol. And then with Teo, of course, with the second child, as many people may know, uh, quite often the second child comes uh, a little bit faster. <laughs> oh, right. And and, uh, and yeah, there I was uh, in the in the in the bathroom before even the midwives had come. I uh, was there uh, filling up the the birth pool, and you're supposed to actually end up in the birth pool, uh, which is in our tiny living room. And uh, my was uh, uh, going through the contractions in the um, in the bathroom, and then our friend Kath who was, you know, Maya's doula. If people don't know what a doula is, mm. uh, it's uh, someone who supports you throughout uh, birth. Um, and the word comes Very different from... to a dealer. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah, was your and... dealer? <laughs> <laughs> Who's Maya your had dealer? A doula, cool. You had a dealer. Yeah, it was kind of funny if we had a guy with a hat on backwards and a bum bag trying to help us with our birth. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Push, 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 breathe. Push, breathe. <laughs> Where's my money? <laughs> um... Uh, so, and then, but then, like Kath said, oh, you need to come in here. And I was like, oh, the midwives aren't here. And she's like, nah, we actually don't have time. And then I just remember, and again, I've said it before, it's one of the scariest and one of the greatest things I've ever done is when I caught Tao uh, with my bare hands. And then, uh, and then I was, and then I remember trying to pass it around to Maya. But then, because I love have, how you it, said pass it around because yeah, you still have to but the thing it. is, we, we didn't know. We didn't know. Like, like, what? so. Because then I, because the umbilical cord. What do you, you say? To, you say you don't know. What don't you know? Uh, well, we didn't know what gender Tao was. Ah, gender. Okay. And right. so I remember passing uh, Tao underneath Maya's legs because we're getting tangled up with the umbilical cord. And then the door opened and then Minky was there going, what? You've had a baby? And she's like, we're like, yeah, you've got a sibling. She's like, what it? What is it? And we're like, oh yeah, good boy. We're like, oh, it's a boy. <laughs> How could you tell? Um, uh, huge. <laughs> <laughs> but so was, was so Minky was there in the birthing? No. So what's crazy is we because you like especially with a home birth or any birth, you, it, everything is so planned uh, to avoid. Uh, I guess I mean there's always you know you know you, you can't plan for everything. But my as soon as the contractions started kicking in. Then we would call Maya's parents and then Maya's parents would pick up Minka 
and then take her away, either take her to a cafe or take her back to your place. But by the time they My got place. here uh, to that, like, you know, just somewhere that was... And, <laughs> He said, take her back to your place. I'm like, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm still in the share house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, and then, but then Maya's parents were here. And that's what makes it so beautiful with Tao's arrival is, mm. is when the door opened, it was Maya's parents, her late father, just, just beaming with joy. And then Minka well, there. Well, hang on, hang on, please. Father was late now. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's late now, not then. Oh, yeah, no, no, no not then, no, no. Maya's late father shows up, we all freak out. Yeah, we all freaked out, like, shit, there's a ghost here. We don't have time. We didn't plan for this. Yeah, this is not in the doula's manual. Um, but but he, they, everyone was there, so it's kind of and, – and what I loved about it, which, um, you know, like – and there's strong opinions about home birth, but so people, uh, listeners, uh, uh, know is we went part, uh, through through the Sunshine Program – in. So it's through all, all through Medicare. What all... sunshine program? You can't say these things, assuming everyone knows what sunshine. No, program. that's why we better explain it. So the sunshine oh, program is a Medicare-funded home birth uh, program. Okay. So a lot of tests go in there, and uh, and might have to undergo uh, a lot of uh, checks and balances to know that she was the right person, uh, uh, that she was be able to cope with the pain and cope with everything, and and which she did amazingly. Um, so it's yeah, it's kind of fascinating because it's like now you know years gone past you know one of my fondest memories is like on Tao's birth certificate um unlike most like a Minka's certificate has the name of the hospital but on Tao's birth certificate it just has his address <laughs> oh wow right up. so yeah. and, and it's so yeah. about about Minka though so I I remember I thought she was there watching it and I because I know that some parents do that right if you have an older child yeah. child what are your thoughts on that? Again, let's try and um, put a thing saying of each their own or whatever, as long as everyone's healthy and stuff. But in terms of, a, a say, how old was Minka at the time? Four or five years old? Yeah, she, she, she would have been, I oh, know, she would have been like two and a half. Like she would have been super young, like nearly three, maybe oh, okay. just three. Well, so, what are your thoughts on uh, one, the older well, siblings? We, we just because we know that Minky's quite sensitive, we just thought it was best that she wasn't going to be there because, you know, the idea of, you know, there's a lot of sounds. We just didn't want her mm. to feel. Um, like you know that there's something really wrong, or that it would be quite upsetting. So we thought it was best. Um, yeah. Some parents, you know, some you know, um, people think it's important to be there for the whole thing. Well, but... see, this is, on that. So I think that's why I'm asking the question is because I think you know, obviously, it's not my place, but from my own kind of personal viewpoint, it feels strange to have a child see that part of life. I'm not saying that it's not important that they know it. I just wonder whether there are certain things. As, because it is, for lack of a better word, kind of traumatic, right? So if you're looking oh, at sure. your one of your primary caregivers in immense agony, screaming, and there's, you know, blood, I'm assuming. Uh, I know there's yeah. pool, yeah. right? There's yeah. all, everything. Everything. So I'm kind of like, oh, I don't know if a child needs to see that side of things. Yeah, and, 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 look, and some people would say otherwise, but yeah, we just felt like it was it was best that um, I bet she wasn't there. But now, it's so funny, though, because that now feels... Like such a long time ago, like so yeah, long ago. Like, years ago, seven years ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Um, so you're getting emotional. I love it. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's just, it's just really, it's just a really fun memory. And like always, you know, I'm always, I feel always very blessed that you know, touch wood, my kids are ha uh, healthy and happy. Yeah. So cruise ship food. Oh. <laughs> 
that's where we got onto this. Right. We went from where we piggyback <laughs> on one of the other. Well, it, to be honest, and, and, and like the cruise ship, it's just the select, the buffet is so huge. Like yeah. you literally, like you, you have a choice of absolutely everything. Including in excess. healthy options. Including healthy options. There are some healthy options, but I, I, like there are healthy options. But, you, you know, I, I, I like the Bachelor Muesli was very good. I would have uh, uh, the fruit and stuff. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, and again, well, people want to indulge because they're on holidays. So it kind of makes sense. But not all of it's like bad. No, 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 not no, like no, just no. like deep fried chicken and steaks or anything every day. There's like there's a roast. There's like you know roast for lunches. Yeah, totally. There's some, there's some good. I actually I, I think for me I struggle on the cruise ship, but that's because my willpower isn't um, super great. But um, but I think if you you know if you wanted to, there's actually good ways to eat there. Oh, hundred percent. And you said, and there was like, and it was, and that's what I loved. So I loved about it. So I can't, what I loved and you'll appreciate this deal is like when I got on the boat, I was like, you know, cause everyone else is drinking. You kind of want to kind of just, you know, treat yourself as well. Cause it's, it's, it's a great little working holiday. So it's like, mm. you know, like, you know, I had a, you know, a couple of really nice desserts. Like I, um, I, uh, I splashed out and got myself a, uh, a, um, Nutella Calzone uh, from 400 Grady. So delicious. Like so <laughs> yeah. delicious. And yeah. but then you also had the real fit people. Like I loved it because we were on a boat called the Explorer, and they were just like the really super fit. Would do, like people would be jogging around and doing laps around deck seven, and then you'd see them in the gym, and and you know like you know there were some people who just you know kept doing what they were doing, and then the other spectrum there were people that you would only ever see at the one bar, and it's like yeah. But there was it's quite funny because there was a lot of people because the boat came out of Melbourne. There was a lot of people I was quite surprised with. Maybe I shouldn't be surprised, but a lot of people had seen me before. And so there's, uh, and I won't give away, there's an opening joke where I compare myself looking like uh, a particular uh, celebrity from back in the day. Um, and a lot of people were calling me by the punch punchline name. And I was like, oh, oh, they've... Can I ask a question? Why are you so candid about which celebrity? Are you trying to reveal the well, punchline? I'm... I'm just trying to hide the punchline because it's the opener of my show. So if you want to find <laughs> out, uh, yeah. come see me. Come but, questions. So, yeah, come to the show because uh, it was amazing. And then Ali <laughs> I was Breen, about to do something really cunty, but I won't, which is I was going to go, come to the show and you can see Ben compare him to Bland and tell the <laughs> Well, and the most annoying thing is, like, but I'm so excited, is next week uh, on a particular show I'm working on, I get to meet this celebrity. So oh, I get to oh. actually meet them. Um, and there's talk about me actually going on air with them and talking about it. So if I do do it, I'm burning it on national television. <laughs> but yeah, so it's kind of, yeah, super fun. Uh, hold on one second. I think I can hear the washing machine. Wow, what an interlude. I mean. For people, for our non, uh, for our non-Victorian listeners, uh, today is uh, thirty-three and windy in Melbourne, which means best washing day ever. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I um, I didn't know that. I'm still indoors, uh, and funnily enough, I'm doing my washing myself. Uh, but this is because it's kind of the only day I had, only morning I had to myself before I fly off to Adelaide again tomorrow. So um, yeah, so. Um, I was about to say the name again. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So that that's meaning that. All right. Great. 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 So yeah. So you you did you do any exercises while you were there? 
not, not, look, no, to be honest, not really. I would walk around deck seven a lot because I enjoyed, you know, seeing the ocean and stuff. So I'd yeah. do like a half an hour walk a day, but that was about it. Um, the rest of the time, I feel like I did actually have a, like a, like a, um, cause you know, this is like when you, it's not often you, you know, when we're in the green room, it's sometimes when we laugh the hardest, like for comedians. And I felt like that for four days. So I laughed so hard that my stomach actually hurt after the four days. Cause there were moments where I was just laughing so hard with fellow comedians that I was like, this is just so much fun. It's just the green room. Uh, on steroids because you're there the whole time. You're having breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's just a lot of fun, which I, I can't I, wait for us to do. I know. <laughs> I, 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 for me, I've said this before, and people always think, uh, you know, there's something wrong with me. But I love, love doing the cruise ship gigs because the ones that Kelly has put together, which is the Dunn Comedy Club in Brisbane, is that you go for like three days. So you're not there for what the, you know, so, so certain other cruise ships, you have to go for like a week or 10 days and you have to do like five different half an hour shows and things like that. It's pretty hectic. But it's so hectic. Three, three days, you, you, it's like school camp and you're getting, you know, getting ready. So much fun. So it's good. Yeah, it, it, great- it's just one of the uh, reminders. Um, and, but it's so funny because si- since I got off the boat though, is uh, since we last spoke, um, I have been, I've embraced an old love and an old joke, like an old activity, which I've spoken about before, but since we've last spoken, and that includes going on a boat for four days, I have played three rounds of golf. Oh, I was going to say cocaine, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, from the doula, it's like doula. <laughs> <laughs> uh, golf, okay, since you got back. So um, there's a there's a great uh, there's a you like and I'm already like always into it like and I always be, and I for for context I was like when I was 13 or 12 I really got into it and so much so that when I left a particular school you were able to pick one book and the book I picked was uh, about how to improve your golf like I was really into it um, uh, Davis Love the Third was one of my favorite players so was John Daly uh, for context if you people don't know. John Daly back in the days was uh, the the famous golfer who uh, had the catchphrase "grip it and rip it" and would just smoke on the golf course the whole time. Mm. <laughs> like he was a real character. And then there was this. Is not he have a quote something like "cigarettes plus coffee equals protein" or something? <laughs> I would have put a pass if it's amazing. Cigarettes <laughs> <laughs> coffee. Eagles protein. Oh my god, that is so funny. That's really funny. Um, but it's it's so funny because it, it's kind of coming inside. And there's a great new documentary series called Full Swing, uh, which oh, is a, yes, uh, yes, it's done by the same guys of the the fucking um, um, Drive to Survive, the Formula One. Drive. Yeah, yeah. And so it's yeah. So he said, I believe nicotine plus caffeine equals protein. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is, uh, that is Jimmy. but he's like, it's a real character. So I have been playing uh, lots of golf um, uh, with people. Like, so I've got a friend who, uh, and again, you can only play with people either in the hospitality industry or in our industry. So I've got a buddy who owns a restaurant, which I'm playing one day a week. Um, I uh, played golf yesterday with um, uh, uh, a friend of the show and guest on the show, Max Price. And so um, we uh, had a round and, um, and yeah, it's just, a, it's just great to just go. Because you end up walking about 8Ks every time you do it. And so, and so you sort of like do the exercise and just getting back into it. Like I had a golf lesson as well. And, and it's just kind of fun to 
invest in something that um, I used to love and also sort of find the love of it again. And uh, and I'm not good. I, I am not good. I mm. Everyone I've played with has beaten me. But, oh, my God, it's just it, – we had this hilarious moment yesterday we were playing golf that Max and I had a look at our golf balls and our golf balls had the brand Kirkdale and we just both started laughing because – to you know talk about what you were saying before it's like we just both it just we just knew straight away because we both had bought our golf balls from costco <laughs> sounds, then, sounds hilarious man but, but you know what you've been like kirkdale we didn't know is such a big brand like we're just laughing it's like he goes do you know what else do they make and it's like golf balls all the way to seaweed snacks the same oh, brand really? oh, <laughs> yeah oh. So it's just like they make everything and it's just like classic Costco. It's just yeah. like. Side note, just triggered a memory. So the Melbourne Grand Prix, you know, it sponsors a uh, range from Rolex to fucking obviously Ferrari and all these brands, right? And <laughs> one of the brands is Indomie, the two minute noodle company. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with so Gold Ball, I I thought you were chuckling at the name Titlius or Titliest or whatever they're called. Uh, yeah, yeah. Titlius. 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 I like Titliest. Titlius is pretty good. But it's because um, you played golf with me once before, Dilly. And, um, In what parallel universe? Did we, did we not, didn't you come play with us at Royal Park with my friend Jules? No. Really? I just have this memory of you playing. It must have been Nazim. No. <laughs> Was it Wally? <laughs> yeah, uh, hang on. Oh. Let's think of a couple more. Seren. <laughs> <laughs> right, um, it was the Hannah Gadsby. You just confused us all. But it's also it's a real hard sell because it's like because we just work in the evenings and it's like well you know my new thing this year is I just want to be doing uh, as much exercise as I can but after I drop off the kids at school till twelve. Uh, but it's a hard one to sell to your partner. Go, what do you what did you do today? I was like oh just played another round of a golf. <laughs> It's like tough life, tough life, mate. You're leading a tough life. It's like, hey, hey, you got to work very hard at night time, okay? Got to have the energy. Got to take it easy. Got to relax through the day. It's all you know. Different you things. don't have to tell me twice, my friend. Oh, I yeah. completely understand. I think. Look, let's get on a soapbox. Yeah, I brought one for you as well. There you go. <laughs> here, yeah, here. Let me help you up on it. Jump up with me. Thank you. All right. As we're both, and I said, I gotta be honest with you. We are. Um, in an amazing situation where we really love the work we do, uh, the work True. we get to do, the, the way the income source comes from an activity that provides a lot of joy and fulfillment. Yeah. Forget joy, fulfillment. We feel good after um, absolutely uh, uh, after doing well at our job. Yeah. However, there is also, I believe, a misconception or a a narrative that's thrown around that it's a bit of a laugh, it's easy, or that you know that it isn't hard or rather the the challenges of the job get diminished because of how minimal it looks like yeah. input input output seems like there's a mismatch between how much time you actually spend on stage versus what you bring home to the you know uh, to, to the bank account it seems like ah oh, well you just only did that for an hour and now you you know it's not not a big deal it's like yeah but the amount of effort and time and energy but also just the um the headspace that you have to go through yeah. every night because I don't know whether people realize that every single night it's a reset. Like there's no, um, like there's a little bit of goodwill maybe from the previous year's work or whatever, but 
really, if it's not good, people will leave you hanging. And so that's not that's nothing like saying war is me. It's just the nature of the beast is that yeah. you have to deliver every single time. The closest yeah. analogy I can do is with um, with food. If you're a world class chef, right? It doesn't matter how many awards or reviews and Michelin stars you've got. If you've served up a bad dish that day, that's an, you failed. Yeah. You yeah, failed. Right. Everyone's allowed to have bad days at work, but the ones are bad days at work leave a lasting memory going. We're never, <laughs> we're never like if we have a bad gig, that memory is locked in going. Let's never book that person again. Like a corporate. Let's take a corporate. Right. So, yeah. Totally. And if you have a flat corporate or a bad corporate. They're never hiring you again. Not only that, they might never hire another comedian again. They They'll never go see you in any context again. And, and they will tell and they will tell people, oh my God, did you see Dilbrook Jai Singh? Oh man, don't go to see him. He came to our company Christmas party and, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, having said that, like I'm lucky these last couple of years I've had some good corporates, but in the past I can definitely know there are certain corporates that I was like, oh my God, I guess I'm never getting invited by that company again. But, um, but, but can, the can I give you an example? Just so the listeners can like, give an example, is a friend of ours. Has Tom Seeger been on our show? Is Tom Seeger? If we, um, Tom, Tom Seeger? Yes, yes, yes. So he he tells a great story that there was a particular comedian, and then they had the ads. You know the story, but you know they had the ads on the on the oh in yeah, the, the urinal, the urinal, and then yeah. there was there was the ad of this comedian going. He's done. Uh, Elliot uh, Goblet. Elliot. <laughs> great, great. <laughs> yeah, that was true. I was gonna be nice, but yeah, it was Elliot Goblet. And then uh, each above each urinal was that uh, particular poster of just going, hey, he's a great comedian, hiring for corporate events. And then as he was uh, at the urinal, another guy started pissing the urinal next to him and then just looked at the poster and just said, this guy fucked up our Christmas party. <laughs> and it's just like, that's what happens when you have a bad corporate. Like even yeah. the trigger, like years on, that guy is triggered from that performance <laughs> yeah he literally can't piss straight because of that but i've i've, I've had gigs that uh, back i remember the day 21st of september 2013 uh saturday night at the comics lounge it went so bad that i couldn't go to work on the monday morning because i was so <laughs> fucking broken by how hard i bombed like genuinely couldn't get out of yeah. bed on monday like that's that's how much a bad gig can hurt because it's like I don't know. I'm getting better at it over time with, with in terms of bombing or whatever, because I know there's a difference now between me having a bad gig versus being a bad comedian. Like, cause I yeah. can differentiate a, a, an off night or not a successful night versus my identity. Whereas back then in 2013, it was my third year of doing comedy. Of course I was like, this is it. I'm at the end of my career. This is, you know, the worst I've ever been, blah, blah, blah. So the point being that it's like those types of, I guess, for lack of a better word, anxiety or, or, or fear of how the gig's going to go is, is something that people, I guess, don't factor in when they think of stress. When we say the job is stressful, yeah. and especially the type of humor that you and I do and most comedians would do is the anecdotal stuff from your life. So when yeah. you're bombing, it's not a rejection of his <laughs> material, but good. your fucking life story, we don't want to hear it. Shut up and stop ruining our Christmas party. So, so that sort of thing is, I think, yes, look, uh, I'll get off the soapbox shortly. But the point being is I've definitely come across it in my life where there is a dilution of the effort that goes into trying to make this look effortless. Like, I think the skill in what we do is to make it look easy. But the truth yeah. is that takes a lot of fucking hard work, at least for yeah. me. I don't know. Maybe 100%. Some, no, no, I think other comics, it might come out easy, but I have to spend 
I, I was talking to Dono about it because we did um, uh, regional New South Wales together recently in Double and Orange. Uh, shout out to the Fitbit listeners who came there. And uh, yeah, it's just like you put in about two hours worth of riding effort per day, let's say, and you get like a minute out of it. <laughs> it's like, uh, fucking hell. This is such a bad return rate for it's such <laughs> a bad return rate. It is just yeah. brutal. But then because we love the work itself, that's why we can persist with it. I just, I guess, you know what? I'm just getting a little sensitive these days about this narrative going, oh, yeah, fuck, what a dream job. You go on a cruise ship and you have some laughs and then you come, but you're, you know, it's like, yeah, there is that. There's no doubt. But we shouldn't be penalized for finding a job that we love. Yeah, totally. 100%. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's, you know, and look, there's pros and cons to every type of industry, but, you know, like, and that's the thing I think I've just taken away this year is while I'm still in it, uh, while uh, the phone is still ringing, um, oh. I'm just like, you know, hey, I've, I've got the days, the weather's good. I, I need to make the most of it. And just the idea that I can catch up and, and, and play golf with uh, friends and, and colleagues in the industry is just such a, it's just a nice way. Except the one thing I do wish is I wish I had it, di- I wish I did have a second car because it's really hard to drop off the kids holding golf clubs because then every other day I was like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> you wear that, man, now nah, you wear that badge proudly. So, yeah, it was quite funny. Drop those pants and the golf outfit, dude. Just so, really rub it into yeah, it. Yeah, I'm this close to, to, to looking at some, um, um, actually, I might do that today, actually. But I, again, like always, when I want to buy something, uh, I first go to the op shop. If I can't find the op shop, then yeah. I think about it. No, you first it. go to your partner to ask, get permission, whether you can buy it. <laughs> then you no, go. I've, got, I've got my allowance. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was joking, but it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I get an allowance. Uh, that's how it works. Get a certain amount of uh, uh, daddy spending money. Uh, and when that's finished, that's finished. Can't it's do anything my- about it. Does Maya give you an envelope saying, go buy yourself something nice? Um, well, no, no, it's very clear. There's only a certain amount that comes into my account once a week. I can understand anything, but I'm laughing anyway. <laughs> there's, only, there's, like, there's an allowance. So it, it yeah, comes yeah, in yeah. and uh, and then uh, the rest, of course, goes to the million one other offset accounts we have. So, lovely, yeah. lovely. Uh, hey, uh, so changing gears, uh, I think, what did I last update you on? Uh, with your sleep? To, with my sleep. What did I say? Where were we at? Uh, the, the results were in. Yes, and an hour that I stopped breathing. They're yes. Mild. They yep. said to potentially get this mouth guard that pushes my jaw forward, and yep. um, which is a couple of grand, <laughs> two grand. But, but, but I think I'm- an expensive mouth guard of all time. Fucking hell, tell me about it. But I suppose if it fixes the problem, then what a fucking cheap investment into quality of life. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like seriously. And the and and to be fair, after three months, if you're not happy with it, you return it and you get eighty percent of your money back. So that's pretty good. Pretty- Which, I, I, I'm wondering like as as the as the thing is like I assume that then that it just shows you how much they the profit on the actual mouth guard is. Because it's like are they Well, no, I, I I read it differently. I read it as their confidence in the product. Okay. Is just... like, yeah hey this is how confident we are there's a small chance you don't like it so in which case we need to cover some costs Little here cost. and there. yeah whereas um maybe it was just like you know your your variable cost as opposed to your sort of fixed costs that's and- why i do i do like the lifetime guarantees there's a particular bicycle lock i always get 
yeah. because they have like a lifetime guarantee. So you can go to any bicycle store and go, it doesn't work anymore, and they give you a new one. I'm like, that is pretty fucking good. Who's lifetime though? Because Sri Lankan men will live young, less long <laughs> without thin arteries. So they might be like, hey, this is only valid for eight years, man. Not- um, so, uh, mouth guard. So part of the mouth guard is I have to go to the dentist and get some shit sorted. Now I told you about, I first had a cleanup and then my tooth broke a few days later. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Erica was like, fuck, that feels a bit sus. Anyway, then on Monday, so this is where we're recording on Thursday, uh, February 23rd. So on Monday, I went to the dentist to get my feelings. Um, I'll tell you what should be a test for the sleep clinic is if you are having your teeth being drilled and fucking like this water, something shooting, there's a suction cup going through there and they're going, clearing out all the fucking gunk. And while that is happening, if you fall asleep, you probably have sleep apnea. (laughs) 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 Oh, that is so good. I fell asleep during the fucking drilling. Like genuinely so many things in my mouth and I'm just like, like I fell asleep, man. It's fucked. Anyway, so. That's uh, amazing. Oh, ridiculous. <laughs> and then um, obviously they put this numbing. I, I realized I've got a pretty decent um, mechanism that I'm not, I, I want to test more and more, which is. Um, Your pain when, tolerance. Pain tolerance because I can feel, I, I go into like a, like almost like a, a white light. I'm just like my eyes are closed. And I just see a white light and I just focus on that white light. And then I just breathe through my nose. I was just like taking deep breaths in and not like, you know, she was almost surprised as well. Cause she's like injecting me with all this shit. And you know, there's a lot of pain. The only time there was pain was when she was uh, picking something. Oh yeah. There's like a, like a metal kind of, I guess the shape thing. If you think of a ring, a yeah. ring goes over yeah. your foot. So when picking that back out again, right from the there she fucking grabbed my tongue so the tweezers that was meant to clip that i was like ah, 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 ah. <laughs> please this, Just, is my, this is one of my best love making tools <laughs> but, but you know what's really funny because i remember i would do the deep breathing too but then once i was yeah. having a tooth extraction and i started doing the deep breathing because it was just so full on he goes please don't do that i was like oh, oh, what do you mean he goes uh, because you take deep breath you get more oxygen in your system and therefore you start bleeding more i'm like oh i don't want that either <laughs> Yeah, it was just like sometimes well, it increases because there's so much blood coming out like right. at the time. Sorry, listeners. Sorry if this is a you finding this queasy. I'm finding it queasy. Oh, I love that we've talked about coming and pooping and all these things in the past. We've never put disclaimers, but the teeth thing, you're like, oh, sorry, listeners. Oh, oh, sensitive ears are open. Oh, just so uh, many times, just in the chair. Yeah, just yeah, oh. I do, I do have a, I have myself a new gift though for myself. Hang okay. on, let me, let me wear it, and you can describe it to the audience. Okay. <laughs> so Dill has, what can I even show you? Think of goggles, but instead of the goggles, it's just two plugs that you shove into your nose. That is insane. There's more to it, basically. Okay, so I finally got my sleep apnea device. And um, it's kind of like... Um, well, you're right. Swimming goggles. So it goes. There's a there's a strap above your head, and like there's a strap behind. Gog- yeah. So it's almost like if you think like a cricket helmet, the way the the the, the back of it, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. a little bit of that, and then up the front, instead of it uh, like a visor that would stick in front of your mouth, it's just a small tube 
that goes around and there's two little nozzles at the front there that get shoved in your nose. And uh, what does that do? What's that do? Yeah, what does it do? Like, what is oh, okay. the name of it? Oh, okay, cool. So I was like, wait, what do you mean the nose? The nose is where <laughs> we breathe from. Um, no, uh, so basically, there's the, it, then there's a, a tube that goes into the machine. The machine has like water, um, which then basically pumps oxygen into your, into your nose so that whenever you um, are choking or if you stop breathing, the air pressure like op- keeps the airway open and keeps sending oxygen through. So it's uninterrupted um, oxygen supply to your... So it's like, like a mini seat? Like- See what is it? A CPAP machine? Is that what it is? Sleep, like sleep apnea, and I think the name for it is CPAP. 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 I don't know. CPAP. Is, is it like a smaller version of that? No, it is that. Oh, it, it is that. Yes, okay, cool. It's so it's not a mask, but more the plug thing. Right. So it's these are there's there's a variety of um, uh, devices now. I guess they've taken uh, realized that. So for me, for example, oh, I don't know if it's this might be not. No, it's too small for you to see. But can you see? There's like lot of mannequin heads yeah yeah yeah. oh so there's so many different versions yeah, but yeah different yeah. versions so there's the full-on one which is just like a uh oxygen mask that you see yeah, the yeah. that's what my dad's then, got yeah so then you got so because mine is quote-unquote mild you've got this one there's one that my my dad has which is like the 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 hospital mask but it's just above the nose only yeah your mouth is still open. There's one that covers the mouth. So it all just depends on your own kind of preference, right? Does it make noise? Uh, there's a mild kind of like low hum. Yeah. But, oh, uh, look, the real issue for me at the moment is that, uh, so I've had it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So three nights in a row now. And uh, Monday and this Monday night sleep and Wednesday night sleep, I, I woke up the next day and it, I've removed it in my sleep. So, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's okay. a bit frustrating. But the Tuesday night sleep, holy dooly, mate! I want to bed at I think nine thirty or something like that that day because I'd film in the next day, and I just woke up straight away for my alarm at six a.m. and I was like, wow. "Fuck!" I have no memory of waking up or interruption or anything. It was just bang in and out, gone. Like it was, and I felt really fun and like really refreshed. Uh, so this may be the game changer I wanted. Uh, the thing, so the procedure is, uh, I'm renting this for $140, uh, for a month at the moment. Oh, yeah, okay, cool. Right. And so the, uh, mouth guard that, that they do a 3d scan on Monday, next Monday. Uh, and then I trial that for, that doesn't come for another five, six weeks, I think, or something like that. So hopefully when that comes in. I'll test it out and see if the mouth guard is enough to give me a good night's sleep. Cause it's obviously and, then, less yeah. and, and, and just easier to kind of transport for gigs and stuff. Right. Totally. Imagine uh, when we go to regional uh, Victoria, me having to set up the machine and the machine's not hard to set up. It's just like, there's a water tank that you fill up to a certain level. Yeah. Uh, you plug the back in and you pl- plug the pipe in and that's it. It's very easy to set up, but uh, still cumbersome nonetheless. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. But uh <gasps> Maybe if we have time while we're on tour, we'll play a game of golf together. <laughs> Thanks, Bob. Thanks for maintaining a train of thought about my sleep issues. No, no, I just like the idea of us bunking together, you with your CPAP machine, me with a set of golf clubs. <laughs> yeah. I, I Potentially, but I don't know if you realise how hectic these uh, multicultural gala tours are because you, no. you, you wake up, you drive for fucking four or five hours, you get to a spot. Up. 
you like, try and nap and then you do the show and then you repeat. We do have a one day off, I think, one of the Mondays. Yeah, yeah, we do, um, down yeah. there, which I'm trying to organize because we're going to be down near the coast. Um, trying to organize, oh, um, what are we organizing? What are we doing? What are we I doing? I want to go see Wales. I want to go see Wales. Look in the fucking mirror. <laughs> 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 we haven't done we haven't done um fat shaming jokes in ages that was no, first it's been, it's been a long time it's been a while feels first good eight, first eight episodes was just us shitting on each other I, like look how we've evolved we've oh, evolved no, so no. well um um well we've got to, yeah. uh, yes go finish it um, so uh, so one month uh, 140 dollars a month and then after a month you'll just you'll get the mouth guard and then you'll determine what works and what yeah because the machine is about a thousand bucks so Jeez. which is you know again like i know it seems like a lot of money but think of the number of fucking dollars we've spent on stupid shit like you know yeah. 100 bucks let's be honest conservatively speaking a night out is minimum 100 bucks right back in the day minimum, yeah, totally. right so that's 10 weeks of not yeah, hitting totally. the piss 10 night outs if you took yeah. out you get a good night's sleep for the rest of your fucking life Absolutely. and I'm saying this out loud because my wiring is such to go oh thousand bucks for this seems like a lot but i'm the same fucking goes and gets two hundred dollars steak and be like oh that was worth it <laughs> yeah i want to buy i want to buy a new putter i'm saying exactly the same thing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. well look i'll give you the putter because that is part of well-being in terms of your mental and physical well-being so fucking why not you know yeah, but i'm talking about the destructive stuff like you know indulging in like really calorie new you know dense food that i don't really need but i'm like no yeah. good work good value for the money no, but yeah nice. anyway so yeah we do have a day off um should we just mention the towns we're going to, by the way? So yeah, do it, Friday, do it. Friday the 17th, we're in Cardinia. Then 18th, yeah. Shepparton. 19th, Horsham. We do have a day off. Great, in Horsham. <laughs> Horsham, good golf course. Good golf course. Okay. A lot of sand traps. Then we're going Ararat, <laughs> Hamilton on the 22nd, yeah. Mount Gamby on the 23rd, Warnable on the 24th. We can see Wales in Warnable. Yes, yes. And my friend Emily will be there, who I'd love you to meet. So it would be awesome. Great. And then 25th, Kyneton. 26th, Bendigo. Yeah, so... Amazing. I think, uh, oh, and so just on the CPAP machine, there is a, uh, a weekly follow-up. So you you take the machine back each week and you, you say, okay, so how was your, you assess the quality? And they're like, oh, actually, you know what? I think this size was wrong. Can we try uh, a bigger size or can we go smaller or can we use yeah. a different mask altogether? And so you can mix and match. So they gave me a couple of uh, nozzle options because there's another nozzle. In fact, I'll show you. One, because you know, you saw how those ones have bits going into the nostril. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's ones that actually are just holes and they just sit gently under your nose. Which is what you get uh, in, I mean, in the hospital, those oxygen things. They sort of just sit gently underneath your nose. But yeah. they're, they're, it's flat though. It's just two holes. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got it. Okay, okay. So anyway, so um, that's, that's that update. And I think uh, that's all the updates I can give legally. Amazing. Legally, um, uh, there's a couple of illegal updates that I have, <laughs> but I, I, no, I mean it's fine. I can make it. Le it'll be legal again for me from April. Let's just say, let's just say this: I, I, I can't technically update people right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm right, over for another app. Um, Dilly, our shows are on sale um, and we'd love for bit listeners to come. So, uh, Dilly, what are your dates again? Matt, uh, thank you for asking because I want to say thank you, first of all, to all our WA listeners. Uh, you came out in droves. Thank you so much. There was one uh, dude. Oh, Matt, I'm sorry, by the way. I forgot to ask your name. 
uh, I genuinely appreciated it. But as soon as I walked out, uh, I think I asked uh, who, who, who he has seen me before. And there's a big cheer. And he goes, Fitbit! <laughs> love it, love it, love it. Thanks for that. Uh, appreciate the love. Uh, but also, yeah, Perth, the first week is, was such a huge, uh, a good start, or ominous start then, because um, I had some sold-out shows in uh, Fremantle, Wanneroo, and Perth. And uh, I got five stars in one of the reviews. And I got an award as well. So right. the Perth Fringe has a weekly award and I won uh, one of the weekly awards for comedy. So that's a good start to the new Heartstopper Tour. Uh, Adelaide, you will hear this, if you're hearing this today, I'm here on Saturday and Sunday, which is, um, you know, what day are we? The 25th and 26th, 5 p.m. or 5.30 p.m. or something like that at the Garden. Then uh, have a bit of a break in the tour till Melbourne Comedy Festival, then Brisbane, then Sydney. Tickets all uh, from my Instagram account, Dilok J. There you go. Awesome. And my show, Any More Questions, uh, is yet to win an award, but boy, will it. Um, and then, uh, and then uh, but again, like weekends, uh, there's only a couple of tickets left. Uh, and again, uh, I love it because I can tell Fitbit listeners are buying it because you're using the code questions. So I can actually tell I'm only using that code word here on the pod. So if you type in the questions, I'll give you a 20% discount, but it's already nice Beauty. to see quite a few of you there. And again, 30th of March till the 9th of April. So uh, grab your tickets and we'd love to see you. And of course, I'll stick around after the show like I do most of the time and come say hi. Alrighty. Take care, everybody. We love you and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.